0: Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax, Johnson's Car New, and Johnson's Self Polishing Glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. In this week before Christmas, there's probably more friendliness in the air than at any other time of the year. As we grow older, it's not the gifts of Christmas that we feel, but the friendly spirit back of them. The good smile, the warm hand clasp of neighbors and friends. When these friends and relatives gather with your own family in your own home, you realize what it means to have a home in a free country. In anticipation of these friendly gatherings, many of you will be adding the finishing touches of house cleaning this week. Among other things, going over waxed floors, furniture, and woodwork to make them gleam with beauty. The makers of Johnson's Wax are proud that their humble products find a useful place in your preparations for a warm-hearted Christmas season. Ever waited till the last minute to buy your Christmas tree, only to find that the dealers were all sold out? You have. Well, then maybe you can whip up a little throb of sympathy for Faber McGee and Molly.
5: Well, I'm afraid it's no use, McGee. We've been to seven different lots and we haven't seen a loose spruce.
2: Don't worry. I'll get us a Christmas tree if I have to chop one off the courthouse lawn.
5: Well, then I'll have to change my Christmas present for you. Huh? That war bond. <laughs> I'll make it a bail bond.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> Say, why on earth didn't you go buy a tree last week as I suggested?
2: Because they were asking ridiculous prices, that's why. Most of them slum-raised lumber jerks were asking $7.50 for a bow-legged little balsam no bigger than a whisk broom.
5: do <laughs> You think they get cheaper, they get scarcer?
2: That ain't the point. The point is to find the guy that's overstocked, see? Afraid he isn't going to get rid of them by Christmas. Get one for a song that way.
5: We should have brought Nelson Eddy with us then. <laughs> I've heard you sing in the shower and that soapy opera of yours wouldn't get us anything but a raspberry bush. Ah, <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Nasmith. Who's that? Mrs. Nesmith. Oh.
2: (laughs) Say, there's a lot right along in here someplace where the guy had a million trees last week, and he can't possibly... Oh, here it is. Come on.
5: Oh, that must be the salesman. I beg your pardon, sir, but is that Christmas tree for sale, and if so, how much Well, heavenly days, Uncle Dennis. (laughs)
3: Hello, Molly, darling, and (laughs) Fibberland. Hi, Unc. Where's the
2: sap in charge of the saplings? We want to negotiate for a live log.
3: Well, now, I'm sorry, lad. I am indeed. The gentleman in charge of this Christmas tree lot, a fine lad by the name of Monaghan, may his pretzels never grow soggy, as he is one of the grandest guys that ever tripped a fruit peddler to take his hungry mother a big, juicy apple, has closed up and gone home.
5: (laughs) Yeah, but we wanted to buy this Christmas
2: tree, Uncle Dennis. Yeah, not that it's much of a tree. I've seen better fur on a mouse.
3: (laughs) Well, now, isn't it a shameful thing that you should be too late and all like that? It was only ten minutes ago, lad, by your very own wristwatch, which I happened to be wearing as it was lying about loose in your top dresser drawer, and I don't happen to have one myself, it was sold.
5: Oh, dear, but there's no sales tag on the tree, Uncle Dennis. And who,
2: may I ask, was stupid enough to dish out good dough for that beetle-bitten hunk of tumbleweed?
3: Twas myself. you! Mm. You! You bought the last Christmas tree in this lot, knowing that we didn't have one? Now, 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 now. And how was I to know that a smart gazoon like yourself would be getting caught without a tree? It was a bargain given to me by my good friend, Monahan, who is quite a man at singing the Kamalias, which are a regular feature of Grogan's beefsteak dinners. May they soon be resumed when Hitler, the dirty little house painter, gets his comeuppance and some Hirohito finds our heroes turning on the Hito. (Laughter)
5: Why do you want a Christmas tree, Uncle Dennis? You live with us.
2: Come on, Uncle, sell it to us, will you? What do you say? Whatever you paid for it, I'll toss an extra two bits on the drum.
3: Two bits? That I could not do, lad. Twas uh-huh. Twas by a mystery for a dear friend I was. And there ain't enough money in the world to make Dennis Driscoll betray a trust. And the very idea is enough to make my old father. May the little people keep his pipe lit for him. Look down and say, would you think of making it $2 extra now? No, I wouldn't
5: That's ridiculous
3: Very well, you can't blame a man for trying to pick up a couple of bucks <laughs> A very merry Christmas to you
1: on Can
5: you imagine that, my own uncle? Of
2: all the dirty low-down tricks, a fine Christmas spirit and his own family out of the last Christmas tree in town.
5: You think it really is, dearie? Well,
2: it might be. Come on, let's look some more. Goodwill toward men. That was a fine sample of it. Here we are with the whole world full of misery, needing friendship and sacrifice more than any time in history, and what happens? We get popped with a balsam. If that ain't the journey... Oh,
5: McGee, look. Huh? There's a Christmas tree place right there. And there's Alice, darling, coming out of it.
4: Yoo-hoo, Alice. Oh, hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee.
2: Hi, Alice. Don't tell us you're shopping for a Christmas tree, too.
4: Oh, jeepers. No, Mr. McGee. On account of anybody who was silly enough to wait till now to buy their Christmas tree is simply just too, too stupid for anything. (laughs) What are you doing down here? We're, um, buying a Christmas
6: tree. <laughs>
4: oh, well, that's what I say. <laughs> it's much better to wait till the last minute when it isn't so crowded and the trees are much fresher or something. <laughs> when I bought my tree two weeks ago, I... Two weeks ago? If
2: you bought a tree, what'd you do with it, Alice? We didn't see it around the house anyplace. place. And a pine tree ain't exactly what you might call unobtrusive.
4: Oh, well, I didn't buy it for me, Mr. McGee, on account of jeepers. I've only got one room, and a girl which she lives in just one room only needs a little piece of mistletoe. You know what that is. Hmm? That's the ivy that if you don't meet the right people under it, it's poison. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, dear, and if you do, it's the berries.
2: (laughs) Why, Molly.
4: (laughs) Oh, I just love Christmas time because that's when you can dash up to people and kiss them like it was a sudden impulse. (laughs) And I've already made out a list of the sweetest men to have sudden impulses about. Oh, that's one nice thing about being a girl. You can be girlish and people don't think anything about it.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Now I know what I forgot to get Alice for Christmas, dearie. Lipstick.
2: Yeah, that brotherly love stuff is great, ain't it, Alice? Particularly when you run out of brothers.
4: <laughs> well, I don't want that you should get the idea that I simply rush around kissing simply everybody, Mr. McGee. Because really, I'm a very reserved character. You know, once I was in love with a fellow for three years, and he never even held my hands. And then he married another girl. Oh, who was that, Alice? Carrie Grant. <laughs> Creepers, I'd like to have met that man. Well, I hope you find a Christmas tree, Mr. McGee.
6: Goodbye,
5: now. Yes. Well, shall we give it up, McGee? No,
2: sir. I started out to get a Christmas tree, and by the curly cotton cover crop of a corner crisp kringle, I'm going to get a Christmas tree.
5: Well, you might fly up to Canada and get one, but it would be a lonesome trip. What do you mean? The other geese won't be flying back for a couple of months yet.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay. Scarf, if you want to. Be but I'm telling you if I... Ah, uh,
5: Merry Christmas, Miss Curry.
6: <coughs> Who's that? Miss Curry.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, Molly, when I set out to get a Christmas tree by George, I'm... Hey, here's a place on the corner here. Oh, yeah. Come on.
5: Say, Alice Darling might have told us she was getting one. She could have got us one at the same time. Well,
2: what do you expect of people? Consideration? It's no wonder they always picture Santa Claus as a fat mug standing there holding the bag. (laughs) My gosh, people... Oh, look,
5: McGee, this place seems to have plenty of trees. Yeah,
2: they had plenty last week, too. And the guy that runs this pocket picking concession thinks no more of a quarter than I do of my left leg. Pocket-picking concession. (laughs) pickin' papa.
6: <laughs> that guy wouldn't lend you
2: a match without a four co-signer. <laughs> Hi, bud.
6: <laughs>
7: Re-remember me? Yeah. You were the guy last week that waved a dollar bill at me. And for that, I was supposed to sell you a 12-foot tree, deliver it, trim it, Sing three Christmas carols and carve your turkey.
5: Listen, we couldn't get a turkey. We're having chicken.
7: Yeah, we're having turkey. Now don't take me so literally.
2: Look, Bud, if you have a nice, reasonable-priced tree, we might. Yeah, we've
7: got only one left. Better take it quick, dearie.
2: Not so fast. They like to haggle a little bit. Now, which tree is it, Bud? If it's the right size, you're nice. leaning on it.
5: Heavenly days, that
2: one. You call this broken-down bird sanctuary a Christmas tree? Well, I've seen better trees than that in an old pair of tennis shoes. That
7: moth-eaten bramble looks like it was raised in a cold hothouse.
5: How much is it, sir?
7: Much too much, lady. The price is way out of line. If I was you, I'd skip it. Don't tell me how much I can pay for a tree, bud. I'm not as poor as I may look. I hope not, friend. You... You look like a whole lot from a handout.
5: (laughs) Well, how much, how much? Twelve bucks. Twelve
2: bucks? Twelve dollars for that sad-looking cedar? Why, that cone carrier's got more broken branches than the Berlin Public Library. (laughs) And look at those bare limbs. You could sure find a haystack in those needles.
7: And besides, last week you only wanted nine dollars for the same tree. Well, last week the town was full of Christmas trees, and furthermore, I—oh, do... hi, Mr.
0: Wilcox. Hello there, Louie. How are you, Molly? Hi, Fibber. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. What you looking so happy about? Who me? No, oh, I don't know. Just the old Christmas feeling, I guess. I love this time of year, don't you?
5: Oh, I guess everybody does, Mr. Wilcox. No. Got your Christmas window shopping all
0: done? <laughs> Just about. And I suppose the presents are all piled up at your house. We stack them on the piano, Junior.
5: Yeah, and from the looks of the Christmas tree situation, that's where they're going to stay,
6: too.
0: Yeah. Oh, so what? It won't hurt anything. Not when anyone keeps the piano and woodwork and lampshades and windowsills and everything protected from scratching and holiday wear and tear like you do with Johnson's Wax. Oh, it's
6: nothing.
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you think it's nice, Junior? You think it's nice to be so commercial about Johnson's Wax on a holiday like Christmas? You think that's very cool?
0: This, pal, is Tuesday. Christmas is Saturday. And on Saturday, I say nothing about Johnson's wax. I merely say things like, thank you. And, uh, gee, that's wonderful, but you shouldn't have done it. And, uh, very little ice in mine. And stuff like that. <laughs>
5: Personally, we've been so upset trying to get a Christmas tree, Mr. Wilcox, that we haven't... Oh, uh,
0: excuse me, Molly. Hey, Louie, how much is this tree
7: here? Twelve dollars, Mr. Wilcox. It ain't worth it, frankly, but it's the last one I got. I'll take it. Here's fifteen. (laughs) And wish yourself a Merry Christmas with the rest of it. For three bucks, I can wish myself six Merry Christmases. Thanks, Mr. Wilcox. Uh, Hey, wait a minute. I was dickering for that tree myself, Wilcox. Now, looky here, Louie. To you, friend, the name is Mr. Zambarski.
0: And we can't do no business to treat so. You
5: see, Mr. Wilcox, we were...
0: Gee, I wouldn't have had this happen for anything in the world, folks, if I'd only known you wanted it. If... I thought you were merely friends of Louis here. He should live so long.
6: <laughs>
2: they say a man can't have too many friends, but in your case, Bud, it would be too many. Now look, Wilcox. We haven't got a Christmas tree, and we were merely trying to decide about believe
0: this. Believe me, pal. Believe me. I'm terribly sorry. Oh, to think that I should walk in and grab it right out from under your nose. Oh, Why, well, I ought to be ashamed of myself. Okay. I'll take it with me, Louie. <laughs> well, I'll see you later, kids. To think that I should pull a shabby trick like that on my best friend. Right. Well, upon huh? uh, Yes.
5: your own fault, dearie. You have the first chance at it. Well, Merry Christmas, Mr. Zambowski. And the
7: came to you, ladies.
5: Come on, McGee.
2: Standing there like a friend, chatting away as gabby as you please. And all the time. Oh, this hurts.
5: Oh, heavenly days. We don't have to have a tree, you know. Lots of people don't.
2: It ain't not having a tree that bothers me. It's the way my friends and relatives undercut and chisel on me. Uncle Dennis, Alice Darling, Harlow Wilcox. Christmas spirit. Where is it? Here when I had a chance to get a beautiful big tree That
5: isn't what you told the man it was
2: Oh, my gosh, you can't have any fun dickering with guys If you tell them how beautiful their merchandise is uh, First make a man ashamed, to ask the price he's asking, see And then when you Maybe get
5: into... I think... Oh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Kramer Who is that? Mr. Kramer
2: <laughs> What were you saying? I
5: was about to say that I think the grocery store Is about our last chance to get a tree Might as well look Just a few doors down, you oh know Oh, my gosh, I
2: never thought of that Come on I'm not so sure about buying a tree at the grocery either. Jimmy Sale will probably ask us eight green points for it.
5: <laughs> I don't think he. Look in the window, McGee. They still got a couple. Hurry up
2: now. Okay. These are both sold, and Lady Luck could know what I think of her. She'd forget she was a lady.
5: Well, one is sold, McGee, but the other still has a price tag on it. How much? Let me see. Six dollars.
2: Oh, boy, that's a deal. I'm going to grab onto this till the clerk gets here, too. Anybody that gets this tree away from me will have to start trimming it with my two arms.
5: Well, as the taxi driver said when Einstein got out of the crowded cab, this is certainly a mind off of my load.
2: <laughs> yes, sir. Next time, maybe you'll believe me when I tell you that I know what I'm well, talking well, about. hello there, Fibber. Hello, Molly. Hello,
5: Dr. Gamble. Hi, Doc,
2: old man. Happy yuletide and all stuff like that there. Why are you hugging the tree, McGee. A nature lover? Or are you going to climb it and hunt for bird's nests?
5: Oh, he's just making sure nobody beats him out of it till the clerk gets around to him, doctor. Yeah,
2: till this deal is signed, sealed, and delivered, I stick to this trunk like a baggage label. Pretty nice little spruce, eh, doc? Spruce. It's not a spruce. <laughs> Douglas fir. Douglas fir.
5: I thought it was a balsam.
2: Might be some kind of a cedar. Might be some kind of a cypress too, but it isn't.
5: You know, my cousin had one of those on his farm near Peoria. We squeezed apples in it every fall. <laughs> <laughs> in what?
2: A cider press. Uh, oh, <laughs> I didn't say cider press. I said cypress. Oh, the cypress is a symmetrical evergreen common to the western United States. Very interesting study that of our non-deciduous trees. Hmm? The pine tree, like most coniferous trees, is an evergreen. The larch being a conspicuous exception.
5: Oh, are you an expert on plants and trees,
2: doctor? It well, used to be a hobby of mine, Molly. Botany is a very interesting subject. Of the two, which do you like best, doc? Of which two? <laughs> plants and trees, or botany? <laughs>
5: the same thing, dearie. I had it in high school. In fact, I was the pistol-packing mama of the lily
1: collectors.
2: (laughs) I thought maybe Doc knew so much about him because he was a tree surgeon at heart. (laughs) No, but if I ever hear of a sap needing a transfusion, I'll know where to come. (laughs) Yeah? I'd show you who was a sap if I dared let loose of this tree for a minute. Oh, now, boy. One excuse is as good as any, McGee. By embracing that tree, you're probably saving yourself a few very spectacular contusions. Is that so? Yes. Why, you unreasonable facsimile of a male brother for two aspirin tablets? Now, now, now,
5: McGee, is that any way to talk while hugging a Christmas tree?
2: No, no, it isn't, Molly, And, and it was my fault. I'm sorry, McGee. No time for quarrels. Okay, Doc. Well, then, I... I'm a little hasty myself at times.
5: It's not about buying Christmas trees.
2: Well, real friends are too scarce to fight with them. In fact, McGee, I, I retract all the unpleasant things I ever said about you in the past. Oh, I do too, Doc. I even take back the stuff I thought about you. And that's even dirtier than what I said.
5: Well, now this is better. You know, Christmas is a time when we should all be friends.
2: I think so too. But bygones be bygones, McGee. i be a pal. Well, it goes for me, too, Doc. Here, I'd like to shake your hand. Good. So would I.
5: Isn't that nice? Wait
2: till I get untangled from this weeping willow here, and I... Ah, put her there, Doc. I
5: think this is one of the sweetest things I ever did hey.
2: All right, Doc, let go of
7: my hand. Now, wait a minute. Hey, Joe! Yes, Doctor? Put that Christmas tree in my car, will you? What? Hey, wait what the... uh, now, look, a minute! Now, look, Doc! I'll uh, pay for it the next time you come in. Uh, Doggone it, Doc! Let go of my hand, will you? You double-crossing double... Doc Gamble! Come back here with that Christmas tree
5: Yeah,
2: I know. It's the Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit, blah. All I've seen of it today... Merry
5: Christmas, Mr. Crockett. Who is that? John Crockett from
2: Washington. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Here it is, the season where everybody is supposed to love everybody, so what do they do? They go around grabbing Christmas trees out of people's hands. The timber thieves. The first guy that says Merry Christmas to me, I'm going to hang up my sock right on his chin. (laughs) Merry Christmas,
7: bud. Same to you. Thanks. Who is
2: that? Search me. I got as much right to holler at people on the street as you have. (laughs) Doggone it, if those so-called throat-cutting, sheep-stealing friends of mine knew how bad I wanted that tree, I'd... Hey. What? What if we string the colored lights on that rubber plant of yours and...
5: Oh. Oh, no.
2: That's no good. Doggone it, I trust people too much. But not now. Take a good look at your husband, Mrs. McGee. You recognize him? Why shouldn't I? Because he just had his faith lifted, that's Why? Now on, little Fibber's going to go along after he's going to go along looking after little Fibber, period. As long as everybody is throwing the love of your fellow man stuff overboard, I might just as well...
8: Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi, Mr. McGee. Merry Christmas.
2: Oh, hi, little girl. And if you must yammer out those Yuletide wall mottos, sis, just say a good December 25th to you. Or season's greetings, sir, or something like that. Skip the Merry Christmases, as far as I'm concerned. Yes,
5: he's a little disappointed. He'll get over it, though.
2: Yeah, I'll get over this like Dan McGrew got over his lead poisoning. <laughs> Sis, I'm glad I saw you while you were still young. If you still believe in this... Hey,
8: mister. Huh? Look up on your front porch.
2: What do you mean, <laughs> look up on our front porch?
8: Why, McGee, look, the porch is full of Christmas trees.
5: Why,
2: what
8: well, I've just been reading the tags on them, mister. Huh? There's one from Dr. Gamble and one from Mr. Wilcox and Alice Darling and, and one from Billy Mills, I betcha, and one from Uncle Dennis. and Oh, one...
2: my gosh. I You mean they oh, were all buying them trees for us? Well, I never thought. Well, well gee Wes, come on. Boy, oh, boy. Old Very man. Man. Oh, my.
8: McGee, get out the
5: root beer, I'll get some cookies
2: uh, Just a small root beer for me, McGee, I got to operate in the morning <laughs> <laughs>
5: McGee, can you close your mouth and pull in your eyeballs long
8: enough to thank these people for the Christmas tree? Oh, no. Well, look, everybody, I, will see
2: who is I, well, all I can say is, well, well Merry Christmas
8: yes, hey, you hey, Mr. McGee What do you want, sis? Look, I got my whole gang here again Kenny and Bud and Johnny and Reddy and Billy Mills and all the fellas, and we thought maybe it'd be nice to sing that same song we sang last Christmas.
2: Mm. Well, sis, that's a wonderful idea. People have been writing in all year asking us to do that again. So here's The Night Before Christmas, as originally set to music by Ken Darby of the King's Men.
8: i know.
1: What was the matter? Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, threw open the sack. Then, what to my wondering, I should appear but a miniature sleigh, and a tiny reindeer. For the little old driver, so lively and quick, that I knew I'd right away, that it must be St. Nick. All bundled in With ashes and soot
8: I drew in my head And was turning around When down the chimney He came with a paw. His eyes, how they twinkled <laughs> His dimples, how merry His cheeks were like roses His nose, like a cherry His droll little mouth <laughs> and, the, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow The stump of a little old pipe He held
1: And a smile, I knew all the while I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings. Oh, boy. Then turned with a jerk. Then laying a finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rolled. And away they all flew like a down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, and he drove on a fall." After Christmas and all through the house, not a creature is stirring, not even the mouse. The presents are scattered and broken, I fear. And St. Nicholas won't come again. I and the kerchief am I and my cab are settled
2: Mothers and fathers and sons, yes, and maybe daughters in the service, here and overseas.
5: Yes, so when you write to them next, please tell them they have the sincere and heartfelt wishes for a speedy and safe return and a Merry Christmas from...
2: River McGee and
5: Molly.
4: Good night.
2: Good
5: night, all.